Welcome, everybody, to a special episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Lira, with... Beto Sparza. And you might be wondering, wait, why is this starting out different than most Third Party Controller Podcast episodes? Why is this named differently? Well, there's a reason. Me and Beto came up with the idea of doing a per-episode recount of one of our favorite series to come out on HBO. What series is that, Bethel? Uh, Band of Brothers. Yes. Band of Brothers. And what is Band of Brothers, Bethel? Band of Brothers is a miniseries about um, World War II. A story of uh, Easy Company the preparing for uh, the invasion of, of Europe in during World War II. From a book called Band of Brothers by Stephen E. Ambrose. He's a, he's a World War II... Um, I don't even know what a historian, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, so he has a couple of books, uh, but his most famous one, I, maybe because of this, is uh, Band of Brothers. So it just follows um, uh, Easy Company. So it's the uh, 2nd Battalion, 506th Parachute uh, Infantry Regiment uh, in the 101st Airborne Division. So it's, um pretty much follows like a bunch of characters, or I mean, real life characters, real life people. Uh, in the first episode, they're just training to be, just to invade Europe yeah. by air. But so it's like it was the first time they they'd done this. Like the first time in U.S. history yeah. that they've done this. And the reason why we want to do this is we were fans of the miniseries when it came out in HBO and like in two thousand one. Yeah. So um, we kind of had the idea of hey, let's do a per episode recap of each episode. Um, but we kind of want to do it a twist. You're probably thinking, what? Like, you guys are a video game podcast. Why are you guys doing, you know, a recap of a TV series, a World War II TV series? And we thought it actually fit because what we want to do is not only recap the first episode, well, each episode in this 10-episode miniseries, we also want to talk about certain World War II games we've played throughout our life, you know, because mm-hmm. that's... World War Two is a huge part of gaming as well. You know, first-person yeah. shooters, tactical sh- tactical shooters. Yeah. It's been done in, in many different forms, but the main focus ones, the, the big ones, are usually first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, with this, we want to kind of recap each episode um, individually of Band of Brothers, but also bring up an actual video game in a series that we've played. Now, I don't want to give away the game yet till toward the end when we talk about it Mm -hmm. but we will be recapping the first episode of band of brothers now if you've never seen band of brothers we highly recommend it there's so many easy ways of doing it you either can get hbo now if you happen to have a uh, subscription to amazon prime and then subscribe to hbo you have access to band of brothers but also, honestly, Band of Brothers on Blu-ray itself is twenty bucks. Yeah, it's super it's cheap and it looks really nice. Super cheap and honestly, like, if you're you're a fan of World War Two, World War Two movies, just good miniseries. Like, I ha- I just I just say get it. Twenty yeah, bucks, you it's can't. Wor- it's really worth it. And the special features are are on there are really good too. Just yeah, how they go about the training for the actual like the actual filming of it. So. It's, mm-hmm. It's really entertain- entertaining if you're into like special features. Like I, I love special features. That's what I uh-huh. I have a huge DVD collection because I, I because of that really because I love special watching features. special yeah. features. But to me, this this is probably like the best cast and like the best acted 
anything in I have like I, I don't there's like nobody in this show that I don't like like yeah. sometimes I'll, I'll watch a movie TV shows like oh the actor is okay you could have done better you could have got cast somebody better yeah for me this for for me this is a perfect perfectly casted yeah every I mean it's something probably that uh probably throughout us doing third-party controller podcast we've either mentioned or have done like a saying or something on the podcast yeah well we, that, like, we've, like small little inside jokes yeah. like references to this show uh-huh and it you know it it's i mean it's one of my favorite you know yeah and you always i think i've said a couple of times like i'll be like man i want this to be the band of brothers and i'm pretty sure people will be like what are you talking about yeah. You know, when I'm talking either about a game or a yeah. movie or a series or whatever, I'm always mentioning Band of Brothers. But going through this series again, uh, I always go like, no, it'll never happen because we already <laughs> got Band of Brothers. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't there's no this. way you can top this. Yeah. You know, not saying that other World War II movies or even miniseries aren't great, but mm-hmm. this one to me has just always been awesome. Yeah, and this never is something get tired of this. like it also involved like executive produced by like Steven Spielberg, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Like yeah, and you're getting you're getting actors like Debeto said like there's like great actors in this and even actors that later to like come out and like become like big names yeah you know like hey the biggest one in my Donnie Wahlberg Donnie Wahlberg Donnie Wahlberg great, he is fucking great in this yeah. movie he's actually yeah like we I'm make tra- fun of him yeah we make fun of him but but like, like for being on New Kids on the Block and all yeah. that stuff but he was really fucking good yeah. in this show Michael Fassbender's in it is he. Yeah, you didn't know Michael Fassbender? Uh-oh, uh-oh. what's he yeah, Okay, well... I, is he towards the end? Spo- no, no, no. Spoiler. Was he in the first episode? Dude. Okay, spoiler spoiler right now. I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but... Okay, you know there's the part where they have to drop their cantinas of water? He's the one that had the empty one. Well, I didn't pay attention. That's him, yeah. Because there's a couple of dudes that look like him though, in that show already. That's what I was going to say. I was going to so. point him out, and I'm like, because of the line, it doesn't look like him, but it is him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I got to look for it um, later on in the series, Tom Hardy's in it. Yeah, Tom Hardy is fucking yeah. naked in it. Yeah. And he's not as buff, though. No. Um, the, uh, did I already say uh, Simon Pegg's in it, too? No. Simon Pegg's, Simon in, Pegg's it. in it. Uh, the guy that played Chandler is in David it. David Schwimmer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Chandler. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, and, and the reason we want to talk about it, because we love this series, and, and we've always, like, mentioned it, talked about it, but I thought it'd be fun for us to recap, again, the episodes, but also, like, involve video games in it yeah. and talk about a certain game. Again, I'm not going to reveal the game until toward the end, um, but how this is going to go is um, I'm planning on, if everything works out, this epi- this first episode is going to come out on the 4th of July, which I think will fit. Uh, if I don't hit that, I won't be posting this part <laughs> in the actual <laughs> episodes. But I'm planning on this coming out on the 4th of July. So pretty much it's a 10-episode series. And uh, for the first month of July, there's only going to be one episode. But from there on, it's going to be two episodes every month. It could be any time in the month. So like in September, there will be two episodes of this, of Band of Brothers. So, you know, um, we'll have them throughout that month. And I kind of want to end the year in December with the last episode, episode 10. So that's the plan of this how it's gonna go and if you guys want to watch along too if you guys catch up like yeah you can watch it uh watch the first episode or yeah. watch any episode just catch up with us it'd be, it'd be cool to kind of get your input too yeah, yeah and yeah if you guys want to and i kind of want this to be like an interactive thing too so if you guys are either streaming this if you end up buying it um i'd love to for people to just kind of write in and talk about like 
certain things they liked or had mm. any questions or about anything really whether it be about the show or even the games that we bring up but um yeah this is something i kind of want to do and i, I want to do it with bethel because we're fans of of the series and i think it'll be fun and a lot of this too comes from the idea of you have people who have dedicated podcasts um on certain things like tv shows like gilmore guys <laughs> yeah. uh probably one of the best in my opinion um podcast on a show was she's dead the how i met your mother podcast oh, yeah. by one of uh one of my good friends steve ming which he doesn't do anymore oh, yeah. which is a huge bummer because i would love when him and bean would do that but i understand yeah. i understand he's he's doing different things <laughs> i get it steve i still love you uh but uh, you know, I miss I miss that. But yeah, I think to, yeah. like how he did it, I I loved how he ended up doing those episodes based on because he liked how I met your mother. Yeah, and I thought it was great of how he did the title that she's dead. You know, like because <laughs> spoiler on just give it away, mother, right? Yeah. But yeah, pretty much it spoils how I met your mother. Um, I mean, but that's kind of what you expect, though, right? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's true. Either that or the divorce. Yeah, one of the two. Um, either way, she's like dead to him, probably. Oh shit! And right? even John McAvoy's in Band of Brothers. Yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. yeah. a lot of a lot Just of people, him. a lot of people are in this. Colin movie. Hanks. Yeah, Colin Hanks is in it too. Um, um well, it's a bunch of people. Yeah, a ton of people. But there's also some actors on here that were so good that are really nowhere, anywhere. Yeah. In, uh, like I haven't seen any anything from them. Mm-hmm. I think one of one of uh, one of your favorite actors that I know you you've liked and anything he's come out and but he doesn't come out in a lot of stuff, which is. Which I do feel is like, oh man, that sucks. Is uh, Rick Gomez? Rick Gomez, yeah. George Laws. Uh-huh. He's dope. Yeah. In uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yeah, he was dope in that shit too. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's how we're going to do this uh, Band of Brothers. So we are going to start with episode one of Band of Brothers titled Karahi. Which means we stand alone. That's what Karahi means. So the episode starts off with, and this is a common thread that's going to be happening in every episode, but you're seeing older gentlemen talking about being in the war. So these are people who fought in the war during World War II. Mm-hmm. It, are they people who were in Easy Company? Were they not? We don't know yeah. yet. We don't know who the individuals are. They're just but- explaining like what was going on when they first started. Mm-hmm. Um, people that were going to be doing the parachuting, they... They were a lot of them went decided to join that. Uh, what is it? The, the airborne, the airborne, because they would get paid more. So, yeah. like, hey, fifty dollars more, and it's fifty dollars. I mean, I don't so know how it'd much. be a hundred bucks a month. So, so doing that, they're just like, hey, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. get paid more for because no so. one wanted to like because it was it that's was, a way again, to convince them to, to the doing to do the it. airborne was something new. Yeah, in, in, in U.S. They history, like gonna. in military history, so they didn't know how it was going to turn out. Yeah, so when that was mentioned, no one knew what it was, and they said. What they had to do was pretty much jumping out of planes. Um, no one wanted to join, but like Beto said, they said, "Hey, it's fifty bucks a month," and then people volunteered yeah. because you got double the money, basically. But uh, they they also mention a lot of two stuff of, uh, you know, this is diff- this this war was different. It wasn't like previous wars before or wars after, but you know, the U.S. got attacked. Yeah, you know, so people wanted to join. People. They felt they had felt felt the um. It wasn't necessary for them, but they 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 wanted to fight for the country. There was a reason for them to fight for the country. And then some people, if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he mentions that some people who couldn't get in committed suicide because they couldn't 
Yeah, they, 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 uh, they couldn't. They they mentioned in the beginning some some people committed suicide because either they couldn't join or they didn't want to join or something. I can't remember exactly I, what it was. I, how he said it like, w- was that because they couldn't join. Oh, okay. They committed so, suicide. Sometimes they yeah, have some people That's have medical issues that they really can't. Uh-huh. They wanted they to fight join, because yeah. of what happened. Well, I mean, the first the first episode is pretty much them. It's uh. Two of the main characters. There's like so many main characters, but really, second lieutenant Lewis Nixon and a uh, first lieutenant uh, Richard Winters. They're kind of having conversation. They're about to board the planes to invade uh, Normandy, mm-hmm. and they're kind of just reminiscing about how the, all the shit that they went through. Yeah, training and training up to that day. So they kind of it's a recap of like how they're them remembering what what went on. Mm-hmm. During all the training, all the, all the the hell they went through, pretty much. And then that's when we get in- introduced to. You get yeah, you get introduced by Captain Herbert Sobel. Captain or Captain Sobel was uh the captain of the uh, of Easy Company, and he's just a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's very strict. Yeah, he, like everything from either rusted blades to mm. not having your. Um, you know, not having like when you when you sew on your patch, like the loose little fabric, any little thing. They're pre- he's, he's pretty very much nitpicky. Like, yeah, he's very nitpicky and pretty much Easy Company is kind of not the joke of of the camp, but more of like they you know when when the soldiers have leave you know like on Friday nights or something. They're they're always ones where Sobel will always take away their privileges of going out at night yeah. you know have their their free time basically and they you know just making them run do do like what like about so there's a there's a part where they do a 12 mile run yeah and uh, they they were given direct orders to not have any sort of any drinks from their canteens mm-hmm. so that's how that's how much of an asshole you kind of picture it's got to be um i mean with with uh, how strict he is and how how everything you know they're all as soldiers they have to pay attention mm-hmm. they have to, to take their orders but they're not happy about it they're, no. they're upset they're upset that they're they're constantly having the run they're gonna have they have to constantly run at night in the rain um you know in their gear fully in their gear that's something they're they're constantly doing they don't get their free time they're just basically yeah you know just running back and forth like yeah just making even, them work all day yeah even some of the soldiers are just like I, you know, I think Sobel hates us, you know, like he, yeah. he doesn't, he's, you know, he does this because he hates us. Also, one of the dick things that Sobel does that I completely forgot was it was reported one day when they were early on, like in the camp, it was reported one day that it was going to be raining. So there wasn't going to be any kind of uh, training or anything done that day. So everyone was going to be inside for recreational, like, you know, studying or other things. So to kind of treat the soldiers, he was like, hey, let's have them, you know, have a good meal that day, you know, on the day off, basically, because it was a, a day off for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he wanted them to have spaghetti. So all the soldiers are stoked, you know, they're eating spaghetti, yeah. you know, they're all eating, they're just packing it away. And then what does Sobel do? He comes into the uh, pretty much the cafeteria and says, all right, up, down, running, running right karate, up the mountain yeah. and coming right back down. And everyone's like, oh, you fucking asshole. Yeah. And they're like, the next scene is them running and just kind of basically throwing up the spaghetti yeah. that they 
They and he did that shit on purpose. Too. Oh fuck yeah. yeah! But I think I don't know with with everything that Sobel does and 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 during this when they're doing their training, they're training also on how to jump out of planes properly and perfectly, because that's what they have to do for the airborne is mm. learn how to because it's the first time doing it. Yeah. So they have to learn how to properly you know when they're in the planes hook their line and everyone has their pretty much you know ready was it like they go through numbers so it's like 12 ready yeah so the, whatever yeah, amount 11. the amount of people there are in the plane uh-huh. that's they count them off and they make sure they're secure mm-hmm. and they're they're ready to uh, jump off the plane but then you see something kind of you know with something how strict sobel is you see him in the plane and you see someone like at this time you just see someone who's an asshole someone yeah. who's just like I'm giving you orders. You guys have to do this. You guys aren't doing this right. You're not, you know, you have contraband in your bunks. You, you're you not dressed properly. You don't have your gear cleaned, rusted, you know, rusted. Um, yeah, he just tries guns. to find any any reason to punish them. You see him in the plane when they're doing their training nervous. Yeah, he's really, yeah. You can see him breathing heavy, sweating. Did they ever say if it was the heights or just the idea of having to do it? I don't know. They didn't say. Just, you can just tell that he's scared by watching it. You just yeah. kind of see him like. Giant, wide, o- wide open eyes, breathing mm-hmm. heavy, sweating. Mm-hmm. So you can just tell he's really nervous. That's something like you see. You see them go through all, all the training. You see them go through like everything that they, they have to do. I don't know. And like to me, like with how much of like how, how much of an ass Sobel is, how much that helped them. Yeah. Made them like ready. Yeah, made them uh, like yeah, more, more of as a more as a team because there's that moment where you have Sobel. Like chewing out one one of the one of the guys from Easy Company, like chewing them out. Like, do you want to be in the airborne? Yes, sir. He's like, give me, you know, go up and down. Or was it like yeah. I don't know how many miles is it in yeah. his gear? Yeah, he like, had to run Kurahi. The Kurahi's Kurahi's just the uh, the mountain that, or not the hill that they had to run up. I don't know how yeah. many miles it was, but it was like a long distance. But it was just like you have 50 minutes yeah. to do it, and I'll be watching you the whole time. And they, he they kind of he has to kind of go on his own and come back within 15 minutes you know but here, here's the thing like with how strict Sobel was it made them a stronger yeah like his dis- disciplinary skills were really good yeah uh in training and any uh, any sort of strategic uh situations that they were put in that's that's when he started kind of because when, when that one soldier was getting chewed out those other three soldiers saw him and then over time they went to go run with him they didn't say anything. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't they say like, "Hey, we'll it, yeah. run with you." They yeah. just joined them, and they all yeah. ran it. Because you feel like if anybody else would have done it, they're just like, "Fuck that guy." He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are some. They they built some sort of. He pretty much forced them to build build a bond with the, with each other. So as much as Sobel is an asshole, you know, he kind of did them well. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Because after 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 this, after they, they just, do this, they, they go to. They, they they get their wings or something, yeah, right? They, like, is it called yeah, their wings or? Uh, I don't know. They they but they earn their um. They pretty much. I, I don't know what it is. I'm sorry if anybody. Yeah, you're pro- if you're. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you guys are really like into World War Two, we're sorry for this. And we're we're just saying things that are wrong. <laughs> Apologies, like because I think like even the show itself isn't going to the nitty gritty. Yeah, detail. they're not. Yeah, it's just, just telling you, a story of of these people of what yeah. they went through. And and there is don't get me wrong, the details there, but it's mm-hmm. not it's not like like hitting everyone in the head like this is what they're yeah. doing and it's like subtle, easy, simple. Oh, they passed. Easily you know, so. like, oh, this oh, guy is this person's leadership. It's like, like oh, they're done. They graduated. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> become a captain or a lieutenant. Yeah. And it's like oh, you're talking to your lieutenant. Like Buster, we gradu- yeah. I graduated from army. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right. So they ended up going to Camp McCall, 
in North Carolina. And this is where you kind of see them now that they're they're official airborne paratroopers. They have to kind of do kind of recon, right? Like kind of uh, learning the field, learning their map, learning to hit certain locations to like, okay, this is where you are. You know, this is your location. Strategic training. You have to hit these areas. Pretty much you see Captain Sobel when they're when they're at the camp. They're kind of um, as a group, as a team, as Easy Company. He's kind of leading them to like where the enemy is, like they know where the enemy location is, and they have to attack. Uh, but this is where you kind of see Captain Sobel not very good on the field at all. He's not good on on finding locations where their location is. Um, yeah. They know where the enemy is, and they have to attack, but they have to attack in a certain location or else they could die but this is where you see that he's confused yeah um he's giving wrong directions even uh winters is kind of like okay I, he's telling the group like all right uh group two you have to go this way and they're, even they're confused like what yeah like, like no we we can't because sobel is just basically saying okay they're over there let's attack them which makes no sense because yeah. you're open they leave themselves wide open and then that's when they get ambushed yeah and this, as you know, at first, is, as when you're watching it, you don't know what's going on and you think they're dead, but it was just a training exercise. Mm. But even as a training exercise, they died. Their whole, their whole battalion is gone. They're, like they're gone. They're but three, dead. three of them died. Don't they? What they said? Well, yeah, in this, but like yeah. in a real one. Yeah. I mean, maybe not all of them. You're right, but like three, he had to choose three people to die. But, but yeah, it just they just failed that mm-hmm. that um that um what do you call this? mission yeah kind of like the mission that yeah the mission that they had and this kind of doesn't i mean of course with anyone it doesn't sit well with the with easy company it doesn't sit with uh, well with all the men because they're like this guy can't lead us like he's gonna lead us into dying we're all gonna die you know and it's 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 getting the rounds at the camp that they kind of they're not that sobel's inequipped out on the fields yeah you know, it's it's kind of like uh, the cheese man. The, the he's fucking up. Like, what's, what's, what's between us, okay? But then you know, yeah. it, it it spreads around. Uh, and even the soldiers are talking to each other and saying that like, I don't want to go into battle with him. I don't want to go into battle with Sobel. I don't want to have to like uh, uh, fight with him. Have him in a foxhole. Even some of them are saying, "Hey, you know, I'm clumsy with grenades, so one might go off." Like they <laughs> yeah, want to get rid I of might him because they kill him. Yeah, they want to get rid of him because they know yeah, they've they, been in training for such a long time that they know they know if they go into in a battle with him, they're gonna fuck, be fucked and they're gonna die. Yeah. So, in this, they're getting transferred to another location, but they don't know. Mm-hmm. But Nixon ended, ends up telling uh, winners where they're getting transferred to. Where's that bit though? Uh, New York, you know? Yeah, they go, they, they're taking a train, they go to New York, and that's when I was saying that that's when uh, Nixon figures out that they're, they're, the U.S. is going to invade uh, Europe. Oh, what were you going to say about the boat? So when they're on the boat, <laughs> this, is so, this is so stupid. I, have a, I don't know if I ever said this to you, but like I would mess around. They Somebody mentions flamingos, uh-huh. and there's a Cuban guy. I think he's Cuban, sounds Cuban. But there's, I mean, Miami has, they're known for having flamingos, right? Uh-huh. So he uh, he he met, somebody mentions flamingos and the Cuban guy goes, uh, "Flamingos are mean; they bite." He says that right? Yeah. But I would say that, and then as the like years went by, I would exaggerate it even more, and I I started sounding like a vampire. And I go like, 
Flamingos are mean. They bite. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, where they were look, where all the soldiers were, it was in the boat. It was like under the boat, right? They were just like in bunk. Kind of, what are they yeah, called? Bunkers type of like, like a bunch of cots. It's just a bunch of cots, and <laughs> like the flamingos bite. Is, is what this is. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's it's a discussion between the soldiers. They're, they're talking about Sobel, but also one of the soldiers mentions that uh, they like winners, but he's a Quaker, that he's not a Catholic. Yeah. And then that uh, one of them doesn't want to get with Sobel because he's a Jew. And then one of the other soldiers, Joe is, Toy, Joe Toy, is Jewish. And you know the soldiers kind of fight, you know, between each other. You know, difference of of religions, difference. Oh no, it wasn't Joe Toys. Oh, I forget his last name. That's right. Yeah, we, they they get an argument over uh, religion. Yeah, religion, and then also I think was it one of the soldiers when the fight's breaking out is just like what's going on? It's like he got Sobel to the Jews. He's like, oh, fighting over Sobel. Sobel doesn't help anybody. <laughs> but yeah, which shows that like at that moment, like they're on edge in a way. Yeah. Like they're in they're in a situation where. They don't know what's gonna happen. They don't know what's gonna happen. They don't wanna. They don't wanna go with Sobel. They're just, you know, they're all. They're all cramped too. They're all there. cramped, and yeah. And then, like you know, it, it happens, dude. When people, when it, when it comes to religion and stuff, and yeah, there's always some. There's always some conflict, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the they end up Easy Company ends up uh, arriving in England, and what do they call it when they're in, they're in their place or in a location or they're in the is there is an actual base or they're stationed in. Yeah, they're like stationed in. in Sorry you know, again. Yeah, <laughs> they're stationed in England, and they're just—they're just, still training there, you know, because they're just—they're still waiting to jump. They're still waiting yeah. to do all that, but they're training, fighting, digging foxholes, pretty much working as a team, but also doing more um, kind of, you know, it's a new land, so mm-hmm. you want to know the area, you want to know the locations. But then we have another mission. Both Easy Company, Easy Company is broken into two squads, and uh, I think we were talking about this earlier. But I think they were just supposed to meet. Yeah. Uh, they both had. Um, they kind of, in a way, I think they started off in two different locations and had to meet in the same place at a certain time. Yeah. So it was like they both can't be late. They both have to hit their mark because you know when they're we're doing certain missions, Gotta you have be to be timed. exact. You have to be on time, and you have to know your location. Yeah. Again, Sobel is lost um they run into a fence a farmer's fence in england and they don't know where they are so sobel does tell the men to go hide behind a a bushel of trees and in that location one of uh george les is pretty much like the class clown yeah yeah, yeah. he uh imitates uh their colonel robert f sink and then he has this really like tonight yeah he (laughs) he has like really just a uh, I guess a scary voice just because of the, his his position. So he starts yelling out like, "What's going on?" And then like, as Colonel Sink, he's just, like yelling at Captain Sobel, "What's going on?" And he gets scared he's like, "What the fuck? What, he, when did he join us?" Yeah. But everybody else kind of knows like, "Oh, it's it's a joke." Yeah, it's a joke. It's like, oh, yeah. even the guy, the, one of the guy, I forget the guy's name, but the guy next to him is like, "Oh, I think it's Colonel Sink." And the and the reason they are doing that is because they want to keep going. They yeah. don't want to stop. Yeah. So they convince Sobel that it's Colonel Sink and to cut the wires. Yeah. Like, get your fucking balloon over and cut that goddamn wire. Yeah. You know, so, and that's what he ends so up doing. So they just cut through the wire and then mm-hmm. just to, uh, just to get through, to get to their objective. Yeah. Which, it focuses back on the winners and then winners is waiting, knows that they're late and is trying to figure out 
Like, what do we do? We can't keep waiting here because they have to... I think they have to meet up and then go to another location together. Um, But they do end up getting back to Easy Company, but Sobel gets in trouble for cutting the fence of a farmer and pretty much being completely off course, uh, which gets Sobel in trouble. But then what does Sobel end up doing? He blames it on Richard Winters. What was the punishment? Because he, he blames it on... He blames it on winners that, hey, you know, I changed the location. You should have known. I think his punishment was like, you pretty much take, uh, he punishes them saying, oh, hey, uh, I sent out information for you that we were going to change the location and change the time. You should have known you failed a direct order. Winners tells Sobel, I didn't get that. Yeah. I didn't get the call. I didn't get the running man or the running person, the person who was supposed uh, to run. Yeah, and, like a messenger. Like a messenger. He didn't get the messenger. He didn't get any of that. Pretty much Sobel was just saving his own ass. And if I, I remember, the Winners was given two options, either a court martial or to uh, pretty much have, like, I think it was to stay on camp. Like, he couldn't go anywhere. He was kind of like, for like... 46 days pretty much like you're grounded in a way you can't go out you can't go anywhere um you pretty much just have to stay in camp and sobel just tells him like hey you're basically on the camp all the time anyway yeah. so just take the punishment so, so it is uh, what it was it was a, a 60 day weekend pass he canceled that uh-huh so uh, every weekend for or 60 days he was gonna cancel that so he, so wait just, so pretty much every weekend was counted as one day I, I'm not so it was sure. pretty much 60 weeks? It says that uh, Sobel offers Winters a 60-day weekend pass cancel or a trial court by court-martial. By court mm-hmm. And so he pretty much gets his uh, his days off revoked. Mm-hmm. And uh, either that takes that punishment or he gets trial by court-martial. Which Winters? Winters is like a fucking to, badass. <laughs> he puts his dick down <laughs> and he says, nah, fuck that. I want trial by court-martial. Bitch. Chandler. Yeah, and then and then Chandler just starts like he he's stunned because he's like, oh fuck, I think he's, this guy yeah. would do this. Yeah. So then uh, a couple of guys they get they they kind of start discussing what they should do and they kind of want to because because of the court martial winners had to go to a different platoon, right? Yeah. He wasn't part of Easy Company for that for that because of the court time, martial. Yeah. yeah. They had to kind of separate them for. And them. not only that, like one of their best guys, winners, um, is gone with someone they Pretty would want to go to war. Of yeah. Their- yeah, who should be the the captain of the and they still they're the stu- they're stuck with Sobel. So their plan is just like, hey, you know what? We're just gonna say we don't want to. Basically, we don't want to work we don't or serve be, yeah. under Sobel anymore. Yeah, you know, which could get them like in really bad trouble. Which could, yeah, they basically the the highest risk is they could line them up against the wall and get shot. I don't know if that's real, but that's what they say. That's I mean, one of the yeah, risks. That, this is I like one of the dis- this, is, yeah, this really- is one of the discussions me and Bethel had because in in this they say hey you know what the risks are they could line us up and shoot us for disobeying you know that's one of the risks and here's the thing I'm not saying that they would do that but I'm sure it was a risk I don't know well I mean I don't you don't know. think they'd ever do that you don't think it ever happened I don't know I really don't know well that's the thing like you say probably wouldn't yeah, happen maybe, now but, but back then maybe, all they yeah. would say is like oh they died in the war the the, the parents the family would get yeah. a a letter and kind of just be like hey you know the, you you know your your son died in combat honorably but really the real punishment was well maybe you just disobeyed something tre- treason or something I don't know. treason you did you did 
Yeah, really. I'm not 100% sure on that, but at least a very severe so punishment. So, Band of Brothers just lied to us, scared us yeah, for no reason? Yeah, they bullshit. And then, they write a letter, and Colonel Sink is not happy. Colonel Sink is pissed off that they did that, but because of everything that's going on, because of the airborne starting, he had no choice but to keep them on. Um, I think one soldier was let go and another one's rank was lowered. Yeah. But other than that, everyone else was okay just because they needed them, basically. Mm -hmm. Because of this, because of the soldiers not wanting to, you know, be under Sobel, um, Colonel Sink ends up having a conversation with Sobel and what happens with him. He um, gets assigned to train another uh, group of soldiers because they, they notice how good his disciplinary skills, like how good he was at training them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they decided to move him somewhere else so he could pretty much move around. I feel like they're just going to move around, move him around, have him be training people. Yeah. Because uh, I think they also noticed that he's not very, he's not suited for any sort of combat because he's... He just locks up. He's not very good at uh, during like combat situations. Yep, and he's saying, "Wait, I'm uh, Sobel goes. I'm losing Easy Company, and he's and he's just like, we need you somewhere else. We need you to train. Which he's he's good at training, but yeah. he's not good on the field, you know. But I think they even noticed, like Sink noticed, like yeah, he can't. He messed up too much doing you know some of the the mission, the little tiny like." Things that he had to do, some of the the objectives, the objectives that he wasn't going to be good on there. I think I don't know. Or what do you think? Of what those? do you think it was because all of that, or it was just like no, you're good at this, so we're gonna. Have I feel that like they did notice how good how good he uh, he was at training them, but they also noticed how bad he was at at the completing certain objectives. Like he would get, like they said, he'd get confused, and the group writing that letter saying that they don't want to be working under him. I've also, I'm pretty sure helped. Well, not help. Maybe not helped him. Or made Captain Sobel lose his company. Yeah, they had a new captain, Captain Len D. Compton, also known as Buck. Buck Compton was gonna be taking over Easy Company. So it's May 31st, 1944, Upper Tree, England. What's going on here? Where are they now? So they're just uh, I don't I don't even know where it's an airport, <laughs> landing strip. We're pretty much where they're gonna be taking off to actually invade uh, Normandy, and so it's just a mix of uh, army, uh, American army, and then uh, English. I don't know what they're called, but I guess they're English military. So they're all kind of mixed up. They're strategizing. And they're basically getting ready to jump. So this kind of brings everything back to the beginning <laughs> of of the when you start the episode yeah. of them recapping everything. Um, but the, because of weather, because of fog, stuff setting in, um, it get, it keeps getting delayed. Not too many times, but pretty much the soldiers are just waiting. It's like you're waiting yeah. to jump. Everyone's just kind of like, not on pins and needles, but like, of course, you're waiting yeah. to do this first thing in American history in the, in the army, like, jump. So they're, yeah. all, you know, they're strategizing, they're waiting. A lot of the soldiers are kind of pissed off because they have all this gear. It's basically the, like, who was it? Who was it that got fucking pissed off? Joe Torre. 
Joe Toy was like pissed off that he had like an extra fifty to eighty pounds on yeah. him that he had to have basically on a leg. Um, during this, during all the the waiting and and they're just basically um, they're basically just waiting until they can jump. Um, John W. Martin, John Martin, like gets a letter from his wife, and his wife pretty much keeps him updated on like some of the casualties in war, and she knows that he's with. Uh, William J. Garnier, which Garnier has like I think two brothers that are his. They're also fighting. Yeah. One of his brothers, like one of his brothers in Africa, because he was talking about like his brothers in Africa, and says, like, "I hear Africa's hot." He's like, "Oh, really? Africa's hot?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and his other brother got stationed in uh, somewhere in um, Italy. Um, he finds out that his brother died, and so you know Martin. Uh, Martin didn't have. Uh he couldn't build up the courage to tell him like that his brother died so he kind of kind of slipped the note in his in his jacket Mm -hmm. so he kind of he opens it up I was like oh shit I got the wrong the wrong jacket you think Uh you know somebody else's note then he kind of gets a little nosy and reads it he's like oh fuck this is for me yeah and he finds out that his brother dies Mm -hmm. after this I was like I was like fuck man like I, I got pretty emotional yeah, just because like I, I mean, watching I watched it this, again. Yeah, I watch yeah. like I watch this. I don't, I don't really get emotional, but then watching it is like, fuck, man, all these people are like, they're all fucking like you don't knowing that a lot of these because I've seen this a bunch of times. Knowing that a lot of them don't come back. Yeah, and then not just not just the characters, but a lot of people. I mean, in real life, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of people died. They come back, yeah. But then knowing that they're like fucking like twenty, twenty one, tw- early twenty, they're all Probably fucking some even kids. Younger, yeah. So it's just like fuck, man. Like it just started like realizing these are the fucking kids. Like some of them are like lied about their age to be in the war. They're like seventeen. Mm-hmm. So it's just like some of them died. You're just like fuck, man. It's kind of yeah. It's fucked up. Knowing that even, a lot of them died. He even means. says too. He's like, dude. I'm so, uh, he's like, I'm sorry about your brother. He's like, I, I'm sorry. I'm more sorry for my mom because he was. And then like, he stops, and then kind of just walks away. Yeah. And then he says, "He's like, hey Garnier, I'll see you. I'll see you down there. I'll meet up with you down there." Garnier just kind of looks at him and walks away. And then you're like, "Fuck!" And like, you kind of like, like, you knew what he was gonna say was like, "I feel bad for my mom because he was the littlest one, or yeah. he was the baby." Yeah, you know. And uh... ah, fuck you, Beth. You made me think of it. What? <laughs> I didn't really think about that. Now I'm <laughs> emotional. Yeah, no, it really, yeah, dude. You've... It's fucking. It's it's pretty sad. Especially because, like, I mean, out here in Santa, we're living in Santa Paula, and there's like a mm-hmm. my sister-in-law. I'm just gonna add this. Yeah, because my sister-in-law, she, she, uh, for the longest time, from like her early twenties, she would uh, write in the newspaper about veterans, and a lot of them were for World War II veterans. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just hear about the stories, like some fucked up shit happened. She wrote a book. Uh, so the book's called "Of War and, and Life: A Decade of Stories." So it's just uh, a bunch of stories from. From war veterans, a lot of them were World War II veterans. I believe some of them were Vietnam and Korean, but mainly World War II veterans from around Ventura County. And then uh, I recently here, there was a man that uh, he fought in World War II and he died in World War II, but his plans were to kind of fund, get money, raise funds to get a pool for him and, and a bunch of other soldiers when they came back. Uh-huh. And then they they named the high school pool after him. They got a giant brass plaque. It's huge. It's fucking heavy. I helped my brother pick it up. Uh-huh. I was so scared picking it up because I thought it would like drop it. Oh really? And break. But it was huge. So they to commemorate him, they they got that plaque and kind of told the story. 
And then it just reminded me, like, he was, I think he was 22 when he died. And he right. had his plans to to, uh, to do that for him and all of his fellow soldiers. And then just like, fuck, man, like, I never came back. He's only 22. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, fucking getting really emotional. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you guys, it's on Amazon. If you guys want to buy that book, it's 25 bucks. It's, it's, I mean, it's a little expensive, but it's, it's worth it. It's a big book too. It's a big book. You'll get your money's worth. <laughs> we are not sponsored. We yeah. are not being paid by nah. Jeanette. You know, if you like this. But yeah, I mean, which we should have had Jeanette on here too. So to like, kind of like call our shit on stuff. Yeah. It's like, no, it's this. Yeah. Cause she's, it. she's, she knows so much more about this. Yeah. But she can't, she got, she got babies. I forget. Uh, had she watched by the brothers before or she, she was really, she didn't want to watch it for the longest time because, uh, just cause I mean, it's a lot of times like these stories are embellished. So they kind of like not a hundred percent truth. Oh, okay. But she she watched it. She's like, she really liked it. She's yeah. surprised how how much she liked it. Nice. But I don't I don't know how like if if she's like kind of had some problems with it. Maybe some stuff wasn't true or maybe well, see, exaggerated. Now, now I'm curious. Like what are, what are the ones that you're like nah? You know, like what does she think is like nah? You know, what? I could ask her about the running uh, getting shot thing. What do you mean? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask, ask her. Yeah, her yeah. You can ask her right now. No. Oh, okay. She's probably asleep. Yeah. They finally get on the plane. They're ready to jump, and it pretty much just shows them. I mean, they basically was that like toward the end. They're all laying on the ground. Are they getting picked up because of the weight? Or yeah, because it's kind of hard for them to. Look, it, it looks like it because they have so much equipment on them. On them, so I'm pretty sure it was difficult for them to get up. Because you see them laying down, they kind of like they look like like a chubby kid just sitting down. Yeah, yeah. Because they all the equipment that they have on. Uh-huh. And you see the soldiers get on the plane, and the the plane takes off, and you see it kind of being uh, like toward the end of the day, and then it starts getting darker, and you're just seeing the faces of each soldier, and just like, I guess in in like, not in, is the word anticipation I'm trying to look for? I don't want to say it's fear. I want to say it's more. I'm pretty sure it's a mixture like of the, everything. Though. The unknown, like yeah, you they're don't not know yeah, they're uncertain what's gonna happen. Yeah, so. you know, I mentioned I, again. I'm saying the same thing, but. This is the first time airborne jump, being in the airborne, doing the first jump. Like, they don't know what could happen, what can go wrong. They're all, they're carrying this heavy weight. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know. And basically, you're just seeing all the planes take off. And and you're seeing all the planes heading toward their location. And it just, like, fades to black. It's uh, the beach in Normandy. Yeah, the beach in Normandy. And it says, soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of the Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. General Dwight D. Eisenhower, Supreme Allied Commander. But yeah, that's the end of the first episode of Band of Brothers. You know, hearing that, you bringing up... uh, that stuff about Jeanette and like I'm big on like anything anything that's like you know based on a true story yeah. I learned at a young age that a lot of it's BS oh, yeah, meaning yeah. like it's fabricated <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know I could understand Jeanette's feeling of like I don't want to watch it because yeah. usually that stuff is like fucking bullshit not bullshit but as in like it goes overboard but to yeah. hear that she's like that's good yeah, ma- kind of makes me go oh okay cool I like this you know like this is this is awesome like her seal of approval you know knowing how much uh Jeanette has taken the time to learn 
yeah. all this. She actually, yeah, she traveled a lot to to Normandy Beach and all that stuff. So she like she's she knows a lot about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, that's the end of the first episode of Band of Brothers. What you, what do you think rewatching it? Uh, like I said, I'm fucking emotional, dude. I, like, yeah. I, <laughs> I just I don't know if it's like getting older and you kind of start re- realizing like like knowing certain people that are that age like fuck man it's just that's just his age one of my some of my coworkers are this age like fucking could have died in, in, mm-hmm. in war and stuff this kind of makes me think of like how how many how many people how many young people we lost yeah back then but just just watching it too is like oh that's that's Eugene Rowe. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing people in the background that aren't that aren't really established characters yet. You're mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, I can't wait for this. Yeah, one. yeah, and that's what I was noticing too. And then and then like you kind of bringing that up, I'm like, like there's some characters that you're seeing in the in the first episode. You're like, oh, I like this guy, and then like you remember, oh yeah, <laughs> he yeah. yeah, this he happens. doesn't make it. Yeah, he doesn't make it. <laughs> like, he, and you forget, you know. And yeah. I think that's something that yes, these are actors, but it's based on true people. You mm-hmm. know, it's based on real people. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it was funny. I, I had watched this before in anticipation for to do this episode. And, uh, uh, like I told you, I, I didn't know how invested I'd get. Like, I forgot how good it was. And I guess it's also with time. Like, I don't watch Band of Brothers that often, but I do like to watch it, you know, um, when I have the feeling to watch it. Yeah. Uh, but it's so crazy to remember, oh man, it's in this episode. Like, there's so much, there's so much that happens in this first episode. I yeah. feel that you kind of remember being in, in different... They could be... Basically, the whole... They could have done... I think. I don't know. They could have done that whole them going to training and having to deal with that as a season. Like, its own miniseries. Just, I'm pretty sure, like, like how 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 much could that had happened. Then, going you know into more detail. Though, yeah. You know? More detail. I'm not saying that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. I love how this is, but I'm just saying... But like, there's so much that you could have... Yeah. There, yeah. Like, so, like, what, what are the, some of the stories that we didn't hear? You know, what are the, some of the things that happened that we don't know of, you know? What do you mean? Just in general, like, in the beginning part. Like, more detail. Like, it makes you oh, want to, okay, like, that's what you're saying. Like, you want to like, learn if, more. Like, yeah, yeah okay. like, like, I want to know more, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Watching this, like, I remember before watching that first episode, it felt so long. Oh, yeah. I know, this, yeah. This felt short. Yeah, this time it didn't seem yeah. didn't seem long at all. And I think this first episode is the longest one out of all yeah. of them. It's like it an hour and like five minutes or something. No, like, it, I think it's twenty five minutes. An hour and twenty five minutes. I think so. Yeah. Really play play real. Oh, actually, never mind. I'm gonna go back to it. I think it's twenty five, but remember, it's like ten minutes of credits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it felt fucking. It felt so long back then, but now it's just like, oh shit, that was quick. Strategic Services was officially created in June 1942 under the guidance of General Wild Bill Donovan. If ever the romantic notion of being a spy actually existed, it was probably with the OSS. Young men and women often recruited right out of college entered into a cloak and dagger world of wartime intelligence. It was existing in dangerous time and as the war grew so did the mission of the OSS. Sabotage, search, and rescue. The subversion of all became part of the organization's daily operations. That's when a young lieutenant in the Air Transport Corps entered the picture and changed the OSS forever. 
On June 5th, 1944, the night before the D-Day invasion, the largest aerial drop of troops in history up to the point was launched by the Allied command. It was an unmitigated disaster. Most of the planes missed their target, were shot down, or crashed due to bad weather. One pilot, however, got the regiment he was carrying to its correct drop zone before the C-47 transport was forced down by enemy fire. He was Jimmy Patterson, an unassuming 24-year-old from Carthage, Missouri. Patterson historically protected his injured crew from a roving German patrol, single-handedly taking out a half a dozen Wehrmacht before help arrived. For his actions, he was nominated for the Congressional Medal of Honor, the nation's highest military award. Just days before being sent back to the States for a war-bound tour, however, Peterson disappeared from his infirmary bed. Medal of Honor tells the story of what happened next. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the game we're playing this episode is the original PlayStation 1 Medal of Honor. Now, there's no real... I wanted to start off with Medal of Honor because that was like one of the first World War II video games I ever played. Yeah. It was one of the first like, oh man, a war game on a console. And I know there was like some ties with Steven Spielberg with that yeah. game because like his company DreamWorks, DreamWorks worked on it. And I remember, I don't know, like what I remember as a kid playing that game was the sound. Yeah. Like, oh my God, the sound. You hear people from afar, the music, you know, it had like orchestral movie soundtrack music. And I just remember being like really awestruck, like, whoa, wow, this is crazy. How was it? Do you remember your first time playing Metal Water? I do not. No? No, I vaguely remember. I don't remember it being as hard, the controllers being as... as Annoying as they used to be. Well, we repurchased games for for this, for the Band of Brothers to play for each uh, episode. Um, I repurchased Medal of Honor and I hadn't played it for years, but yes, Bethel is right. It is, the controls are, compared to this day, yeah. they're not fantastic. They're really hard to get, because you're so used to playing modern uh, first-person shooters, so back then, that was like the best they, they had at the time. So for that time, they were really good. Mm -hmm. But for now, it's just like, they're so hard. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> a strafe is, uh, it's instead of like normal like Call of Duty games, yeah. the strafe is the, one of the, the, uh, what was it? Right stick? I think. I think you get strafe, but you had to hold down R2 to aim. Yeah. So your, st what, your right stick, which would usually be like your... Your, your axis, your, your uh, up, down, left, right. You, to do that, you had to hold down R2 to get a crosshairs and aim at your the enemy. And then strafe, when you try to strafe, and like in more modern uh, uh, first-person shooters, the strafe is just the left stick to the left or right. Mm -hmm. So that that just confuses your brain because your your brain is so wired like wired to play modern type of first-person shooters. So that make it makes it like really difficult to try mm -hmm. to get into. Well, how was it like? Playing through it, like we played through what, like two, three levels, two, like two levels, something like that. Yeah, I mean, we didn't play it to beat it. Yeah, we just played a couple. I think Bethel played like about yeah, like two, two three, three levels. levels. I played like about maybe one or two. It was surprisingly easy, but just like I said, like the controls were controllers were difficult, but the hitboxes for the enemies were pretty big, so you could just aim aim anywhere close to the enemy, and it would probably hit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, something I noticed was that there's a lot of uh, health packs. 
Yeah. There's like so many. Yeah. Like it's like unnecessary. Because there's sometimes where I just kind of, I, I had very little health like taken away from me. Well, so I it's probably like at ninety five percent, and then I'd find some some. Uh, I think it kit. is necessary, just because if you were to play it for the first time, never playing any type of shooter at all, you're getting hit. You know, like you're like because I, I like when you were playing through the first level. I was remembering back to when I was playing. I was like, I think I remember just having to constantly play this level over and over again. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, and like we're you, so you used suck, to. You suck though. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we're so used to like. Search around for health packs. Yeah. Or sometimes you you know it's regeneration, or you can yeah. hide behind crates and stuff. Because that was the thing before, like you didn't really hide behind crates. You know there was no cover, you know cover shooting mechanic or yeah. anything back then. Um, but like, yeah, I think it was necessary for that. But like the first time you're playing it, you're dying like a shit ton. Like not you, but like as a, as a player, as a player for the first first time. Um, but what about them graphics, homie? They're those those are amazing. I, you know, you I think, mean, as a kid, you see like, holy shit, these there's sh- these shapes look like people. <laughs> yeah, but then you look at it now, it's like, man, that wow. guy's got a pointy box head. <laughs> that guy is pe- very, very. The guy's face is very pixelated. But he I could, I could look, look like his dad. I could look past most of that and then kind of see like, oh wow, like this is the same animation of a soldier getting shot back. Yeah, because like every, you're shooting every, him. Every soldier, when you shoot him, they have like two, maybe maybe three <laughs> animations when they yeah, yeah death animations. There's like I noticed the getting shot and then getting kind of pushed back and falling back. Yeah. Some falling to their knees, some falling to their knees and still shooting the gun. So yeah. if you walk by them while they're still, when they're dead and shooting the gun, you can get hit. Yeah. Um, for the time though, that was a shit ton of animations. You're like, <gasps> it was. Oh my god, you see that? Some like you can shoot them in the leg and they kind of like grab their knee, and they're like, ow. Yeah. Well, something that I heard a lot, faintly. Was uh, when when there would be uh, soldiers on the on the balconies that yeah. that there was another animation where you shoot him on the balcony, you kind of see it like oh this guy's gonna fall forward and you shoot him and he does uh-huh. he's like a somersault over the the rail, but you'd hear this every once in a while. Was it? I didn't yeah, hear you didn't hear that. Yeah, uh-huh. you barely hear it, but yeah, you'll hear it. Uh, I noticed it when I shot somebody up in the balcony. Uh-huh. That um. Uh, what kind of what cat? It's it's so crazy because you're so used to like it's so open. Yeah. Because there can't be that much stuff on the screen <laughs> in their own. But they they had they had things like you're like oh look at the plane because you see the plane <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of fly a, by. Yeah. Yeah. You see a couple planes flying by. Um, the dogs. You see the dogs when I was fighting against the dogs. They're like triangle shaped. Yeah, the triangle shaped dogs. It's crazy. We're trying to we make it sound like it's Atari Atari type graphics, but no, I mean it's it's. For the time, they were good graphics. Yeah. Um, I stumbled across I, what? But I do gotta say that the it sounded really good. Yeah, it still sounds good. Yeah. The audio quality still sounds yeah. really, really. The bass good. was thumping. Yeah. But like was, just, uh, the surroundings, you could he- you could hear like people yelling and stuff from the distance. You can hear stuff like if someone's running from the left or right yeah. side. No, it ain't no seven point one Dolby digital surround sound, but hey. But it was good. It still was impressive. Yeah. It was still like, oh man, this game is how old? The game came out in nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen year old game. Yeah. Not even a 19-year-old game. Oh, wait, almost. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 19-year-old game. Wow. We died. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so neat. It's so cool, like, hearing about it. Like, I'm pretty sure by that time, because I remember when that game came out, it was, uh, 
the big thing it was attached to, not like it was a part of it, but as in like because Saving Private Ryan was coming out. Yeah. And then I think Band of Brothers is like 2001, so it's like two years later, two, mm-hmm. three years later, they make that. So it had to be at least in the processing stages of like, you know, wanting to do Band of Brothers around that time. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's not historically accurate. You're basically like a freaking commando. Yeah. You're taking out a shit ton of Germans and stuff and just like. The only thing real about it is World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you watch movies like based on true events, but like what events like I was thinking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Like uh when there's like World War Two stuff like if some the the tag like they tag it as based on true events and then you see something like uh Inglorious Bastards, if they tag that as based on true events, like just that is based around World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel like whenever whenever something is based on true events, stuff like that. One thing too, watching you play that I realized was um the uh, Medal of Honor was the first game I realized I had motion sickness. Oh really? Yeah. And I got motion sickness watching you play. Oh I really? Was like, oh There's yeah. a part where Ray noticed how like it was pretty fast. Like I was strafing and then turning at the same time so I was just making crazy circles really fast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh I should stop doing that because it's gonna get me sick. Because <laughs> it's pretty fast. That was the first game I remember my cousin was over from TJ. He was uh-huh. spending the summer here. And we were playing it. And he got, like, bored. He was, like, done playing. So he went outside. And I remember I kept playing. And you like the door start messing <laughs> Sure. Um, and I remember kind of, like, something hit me. Like, at, I call it my... No, because if it was really that bad. But you know how it says, like... Flashing. Flashing lights can, you know, do whatever. I just remember it, like... I just remember, like, having to kind of lay down. Yeah. Like, it was motion sickness, but also, like, everything around me started flashing on lights. And I remember just getting scared. And I remember it was a hot summer's day. It was a hot summer day. And I was just laying, yeah. like, on the floor. And I was just looking up, and then the wall kind of expanded. And the wall <laughs> went far. And, and I was just, like, and then lights were happening. And I remember just being, like... Like, just looking up and going, oh, 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 and kind of freaking out, like, but he wasn't there, so yeah. I couldn't be like, I don't feel good, I don't feel good, like, help yeah. me, or something, you know? I just had to kind of just stay, like, lay there for a while, and I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Like, so. like you tell you saying that, it reminds me of when I would play Rock Band or Guitar Hero or any kind of game that would scroll like that. Mm-hmm. For some reason, when I would see that, when I was done playing whatever song I was playing, I would look somewhere, like, in, in the corner of a room, and... It was. It looked like it was stretching. Did you ever notice that? Mm-mm. Yeah. For some reason, like I would look at a corner or something, and the like the room would just start stretching. Weird. So maybe that I was thinking maybe that's what it is, like a combination oh, of like maybe. getting motion, uh, motion sickness, and the like the room stretching from that. Because it does it. Uh, whenever I play rock band, it does that. It's like I I got scared the first time mm-hmm. when I did it, but then I just got used to it because it just the, you're just looking at something scrolling all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is is the Medal of Honor now years later playing it? Is that is it something? Uh, does this I guess to kind of end every episode like with the game? To you, does this capture? I mean, because we don't know, we weren't there during World War Two. Do you think it? it do you think it, it accurately captures World War Two? Um, or the feeling, and does it still? Is it something that you could you could personally still play? No, 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 no on both. I mean, 
I mean, I mean, obviously, no, with the yeah, yeah, the yeah. story of it, like how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could probably play through it, but I'd I'd get like really tired of the controllers. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I could get used to it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to just go along with it. So pretty much, Medal of Honor isn't the Mario Brothers of World War Two video games. Medal of Honor is more of the hey, this is the first video game during not it isn't the first World War Two video game, but it's one of the I would say probably big, big yeah. budget like big titles. I'd that- say one of the one of the other than Goldeneye, one of the first, I guess popular uh, for me at least the more mm-hmm. more. Memorable first-person shooters for me. Mm-hmm. It was uh, GoldenEye and then this because I don't remember playing anything else after that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. That's yeah. I agree with you. It, it's not really super accurate. Yeah. But it's something that it's more of the nostalgia of playing. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. And I probably won't keep going. Uh-huh. Will I keep the game? I'll keep it. You know, oh, yeah. it was super cheap, yeah. basically free. So, and it's like it's more of nostalgia. Like, oh, I remember this when yeah, I played yeah. this game. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thanks everyone for checking out the first episode that we're doing of Band of Brothers, including a game of Medal of Honor as well. If you like this, let us know if you have any questions, if you want to talk about something, uh, you know, if you want to talk about a certain episode that you like, a character, I don't know what else to like. If you want to ask, you know, because we'll be doing this again, um... For the month of July, it'll be one episode, but every other episode will be two episodes a month. Uh, I'm going to try to stick to that kind of schedule. Yeah. Because uh, I kind of want to end the year of 2018 in December with the last one. So. With all the episodes, that's. It'll. Yeah, because in July is the first episode. August, two episodes. So that's episode two and three. Um, oh, so it's five months till the end of the year? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, but uh, anything else, guys? Uh, I'd like to read off some stuff, you know, whatever you guys think of the show or yeah. think of think of Band of Brothers itself. If you don't like it, tell us. Yeah, if you don't, if you're like, hey, I don't want this anymore. Hey, this is fucking stupid. Or, I mean, we'll be doing these on the regular, but if there's a game you suggest, we'll probably check it out and yeah, talk about if it. If it's affordable. Here. If it's affordable, but, it, you know, don't be saying it's the call of, last, last year's Call of Duty. I don't want to spend 60 bucks on it. But, uh, yeah. Well, actually, the Call of Duty, we'd probably have to play it because it's World War II, isn't it? Or, or is it going to be World no, War II? No, yeah, but, like, I mean, technically you have it already, so we're oh, good. Wait, the, oh, wait, the last one came out. Yeah. What's the new one going to be? Black Ops, remember? Oh, that's right, it's Black Ops. Well, I have that, I guess. Like, I'll, I'll keep it. That's it for the first episode of Band of Brothers, part one. Karahi. I'm your host, Jesse Lira, with Beto Esparza. And thanks for listening.